Hello, I'm Tom Moan, and today I'm beginning an old and yet continuing adventure. In 1968, my family and I returned to Tulsa, where I became the general manager of KORUFM and Oral Roberts, radio announcer. At that time, from 1968 until March of 71, I had a daily program entitled Good Morning Brother Pilgrim. And now after 50 years, I'm resurrecting it with a new title, Good Morning Fellow Pilgrim. And a pilgrim is a person who's on a journey, and in this case, a journey of the kingdom of God on earth as Jesus prayed. So I hope you'll join me as we look into the past, the present, and the future. This is the Good Morning Fellow Pilgrim podcast with Tom Moan for March 16th, 2020. Well, hello and good morning, fellow pilgrims. What a delight to be with you. It's a joy to be with you in these times together. And I'm going to take a little departure for this podcast and perhaps the next one. I want to spend some time remembering a person who has meant a great deal to me whom I never had the privilege of meeting. But over the years, going back into Uh, well into the uh, early uh, 2000, 2009, 2007, and 2006, was um, Eugene Peterson, who is the author of The Message, the translation of the Bible. And Eugene died uh, a few years back, and uh, I think it was in 2018. And I wanted to uh, take some time not just remembering him, but remembering the why of the message. And uh, to begin with, I'd like to just say a couple of things about translations that are very important. I've mentioned this on numerous occasions, and and uh, yes, I know, I can be Mr. Redundant, but the reason that new translations are so important is because language changes. Language is alive. Our Catholic brethren, as I've said on several occasions, had the Douay version for several hundred years. And the reason was it was in Latin, which was a dead language. And the meaning of the Latin didn't change over the years. But then they also discovered that they've got to put the scriptures in the language of the day. And that will require every few years, uh, every several decades, a rewriting of the scriptures, not a changing of their meaning, but putting that meaning that is that is solid word of God in the language of the day that it might be understood. Secondly, it's important to remember that the Greek language of the New Testament, for instance, is Koine Greek. It's not the Greek of classical writing. Koine Greek was the Greek of the street, the Greek of the the people of the street. And it's important to know that the New Testament's not written for classical scholars in Greek. It's that common language. And that's why I think that that, uh, Eugene Peterson touched so many lives with his translation of the message. I wanted to read a a, a, a letter that Wayne uh, Jacobson sent out in... October of 2018 about the death of Eugene Peterson. He just said some things so well that I'd like to pass on to you. He said, I just found out that Eugene Peterson, now going back to this is October 22nd, 
2018 that Eugene Peterson had passed into eternity. I was touched by many of his books, but even more by his example as a man deeply committed to the truths of God while remaining a generous and compassionate man in the world. I had an opportunity to spend some time with Eugene back in the 1980s, and I can truthfully say this, I've never met a more genuine man who lived everything he wrote about. I also got to spend some more time with him at his home in Montana after The Shack was published. Grateful that his very generous words about the book helped it find credibility with those who weren't sure what to think of the story. When he wanted some copies of that book, I offered to send him a case for free in appreciation for his endorsement, but he refused, wanting to pay for them, telling me he always wanted to to support the people he believed in. But I love so many things about the message and how he expressed in today's language the power and the truths of Scripture. It's a translation I often quote, and his expression of, quote, learning the unforced rhythms of grace is about as good as language can get. That's just a portion of Wayne Jacobson's letter following the death of Eugene Peterson. I'm going to talk some more about Eugene Peterson, and uh, I'm going to read a portion of one of his introductions. In 2010, I had written a letter to Eugene Peterson, and again, I'd never met him, but he was so gracious. Over the years, I have about five or six letters that he personally wrote, and I just so appreciate his kindness. But I had written him asking him about where in the world did you get the insight and the understanding in the introductions to each of the books of the Scripture? And I, I told him how important those introductions are to each of the books of the Scripture. And I appreciate his response from a letter he wrote me the 30th of t- September in 2010. He wrote, Dear Tom, thank you for your note and your appreciation of my introductions. I don't know how I did those. I didn't think of doing them. The publisher asked for them. But I was away from my library here in Montana at the time and had to work without any other books. So I sat down each morning and just wrote what apparently had been composting somewhere in my soul all these years. Each morning I did two sent them off and forgot about them. And now I get more affirmation for them than almost anything I've ever written. It must have been something that the Holy Spirit was doing, although I wasn't aware of it at the time. I just thought that was so insightful. Well, today I would like to go to the book of Psalms. And I wanted to read a portion of in the book of Psalms from the introduction that Eugene writes about the book of Psalms. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I just so appreciate in uh, uh, the fifth chapter of of John in the New Testament, in my book I quote from uh, the uh, message from John 5, 39 and 40. And 
one of the things that he wrote was just so so marvelous because it helped me understand scriptures in a, in a beautiful way. And I put it as an introduction in my book. And it was these words that he wrote, 39 and 40, John 5. You have your heads in your Bibles constantly because you think you'll find eternal life there. But you miss the forest for the trees. These scriptures are all about me. And here I am standing right before you, and you aren't willing to receive me and from me the life you say you want. I think that's so important as we understand the scriptures. I have, over the years of becoming a Christian, have been so disappointed at times the way people have used the Bible as though the Bible could replace Jesus. And it's just not true, of course. I want to read, first of all, before I go back to the Psalms, John chapter 1, from the message, the life light, beginning in verse 1. From the message. The Word was first, the Word present to God, God present to the Word. The Word was God, in readiness for God from day one. Everything was created through Him. Nothing, not one thing came into being without Him. What came into existence was life, and the life was light to live by. The life light blazed out of the darkness. The darkness couldn't put it out. There once was a man, his name, John, sent by God to point out the way to the life light. He came to show everyone where to look, who to believe in. John was not the light himself. He was there to show the way to the light. The life light was the real thing. Every person entering life, he brings into light. He was in the world. The world was there through him, and yet the world didn't even notice. He came to his own people, but they didn't want him. But whoever did want him, who believed he was who he claimed and would do what he said, he made to be their true selves, their child of God's selves. These are the God-begotten, not blood-begotten, not flesh-begotten, not sex-begotten. The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Who we saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like Father, like Son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. I just so love that translation in the beginning of the Gospel according to St. John. I wanted to also turn to the book of Ephesians. And, and read a little more out of the, uh, uh, the message from the first chapter of Ephesians. The reason I love these portions so much and uh, from the message, again in the language that, that Eugene Peterson uses, is because it somehow speaks like, in, like Wayne said in his letter, the unforced rhythms of grace. That's what Eugene Peterson was able to do in his 
translations. Now this is from the first chapter of Ephesians, beginning in the third verse of the first chapter. How blessed is God, and what a blessing He is. He's the Father of our Master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to the high places of blessing in Him. Long before He laid down earth's foundations, He had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of His love, to be made whole and holy by His love. Long, long ago, He decided to adopt us into His family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure He took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of His lavish gift-giving by the hand of His beloved Son. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, His blood poured out on the altar of the cross, we're a free people, free of penalties and punishments chalked up by all our misdeeds. And not just barely free either, abundantly free. He thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need letting us in on the plans he took such delight in making. He set it all out before us in Christ, a long-range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in him, everything in deepest heaven, everything on planet Earth. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ, and got our hopes up, He had His eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living, part of the overall purpose He's working out in everything and everyone. It's in Christ that you, once you heard the truth and believed it, this message of your salvation, found yourselves home free, signed, sealed and delivered by the Holy Spirit. I just so appreciate the way that he handles the language and speaks to us contemporaneously. I just ask as the Holy Spirit is with us today and as I've read just a couple of portions, I'm going to continue in the next podcast reading a portion of the introduction of the Psalms and a couple of the Psalms that I want to pass on to you. But I'd like to close today with this prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray that you will enable us once again, as I read from the fifth chapter of John, that we would understand that Jesus is the Word of God. And be careful. Lord, enable us to be careful that we never put the Bible ahead of the Lord Jesus Christ. And once again, those words in John 5 from the message... You have your heads in your Bibles constantly because you think you'll find eternal life there. But you miss the forest for the trees. These scriptures are all about me. And here I am standing right before you. And you aren't willing to receive from me the life you say you want. 
I just pray in the name of Jesus that you'll understand by the Spirit that the Word of God is a person and His name is Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. This podcast is available for free download in iTunes and at moanministriesbookstore.com. Sarah Rahm's album, Days of Rain, is available on iTunes and most streaming platforms.